And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. But not as always. It's our 100th episode, guys. Let's go, baby. 100. 100. We made it. Let's keep it 100. We made it. And <laughs> wow, who can believe it? Not me. Not me. It- <laughs> Like, honestly, dude, it feels surreal. It actually feels surreal to be at a hundred episodes in in such a short period of time, too. Like, it's been two-ish years, but it doesn't feel like it, you know? Which is also bonkers, McGee. I think we had this conversation a couple weeks ago where we realized that we're on our two years eve, kind of. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a few months away, but it's, still, it's, coming it's up. the two-year year, which for some reason was weird to both of us that it's been over a year. 
I just I just feel like I've lost sense of time when it comes like in regards to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I've lost track of like how long we've been doing it, how many episodes we've been doing for a while there because we're just so in that routine and yeah. it just like everyone feels so new and mm-hmm. but at the same time I also feel like oh yeah, we just recorded our like child's play episode but no like that was almost two (laughs) years ago kind of a thing it's very true and i also i was thinking about this the other day and i was like i should probably i have a bad habit of like referring to past episodes and now that we have a hundred of them i'm like damn i'm really asking the homies to dig for some of this information sometimes yeah we're like oh yeah guys go check out um the Bly Manor Volume One uh, <laughs> episode, as if they're gonna just be able to flip over to it and be like, "Oh yeah, got it right here." Mm-hmm. Which I, you still should. Like, it is still a good episode. We're yeah. not telling you to not go back in the backlog and listen. We're just saying it's just kind of wild how big the backlog is now. <laughs> yes, and it's a bit of a trip to go back and listen to some of those older episodes which I actually had to do recently for something very special that we have coming up on this episode today. I had to go back through the backlogs of some of our episodes and it's so interesting to me to just see how much is the same, but how much is also different. Mm-hmm. because I thought I really did think I was like, I'm going to go back to some earlier episodes and I'm probably going to be able to tell that they are early episodes. And that is true in some regards as far as art sound and editing wise. Yes. But at the same time, I thought even our conversations, I would be able to tell they were a little bit earlier on. Mm hmm. I didn't I didn't think it wasn't as bad as I thought. No, really. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I was pretty impressed. And this is coming from someone who I don't love li- listening back to myself speak. So, mm-hmm. I don't often re-listen to our episodes unless it's for a reason or editing-wise or listening before we put it out. I don't usually listen back to them. And even so, I enjoyed listening to our conversations on these movies that we covered almost two years ago. I still thought it was really fun and that the vibe is still Mm -hmm. there. Like that same vibe is still present. I hope. Well, thank correct God me for if that. I'm wrong, homie. I was like, please correct me if I'm wrong, homies. I could be talking out of my ass right now, but that's just how I feel. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope you're right. And I, I will say, I think even two years in, um, the conversations still feel the same. And I still have the same amount of fun that I had when we were first starting two years ago that I have now. Like, mm-hmm. I, I look forward to every time that we're recording. I look forward to figuring out what movie. We're going to cover that week just to know that we're going to get to sit down and have these podcast talks about it. Um, it's it's become a regular part of my week that I would not trade for the world. And it has also made me so much more knowledgeable about the genre. Coming into the podcast, I'll definitely say I had some knowledge of horror, I'd say. But 
still very basic as in the, the grand scheme of things. And I think after doing this for so long, it has been very rewarding to learn more and more about the genre, learn more about movies that I didn't know about, the different um, aspects of horror movie making, all just all the different things that we've covered throughout the course of the podcast. It was real. It was really rewarding for me to learn more about this stuff and become more knowledgeable. I think that that was something that I didn't really take or didn't have a lot of appreciation for at the beginning. But the deeper we go into it, the more I love it. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think too, there is a bit of a worry. As much as excited, I think, as both of us were to do a podcast about horror movies because we love them so much. I also think there is a bit of a worry that taking something that you do love and maybe putting it under a more critical lens than you normally would, that could potentially change the way that you see those movies or the way that you enjoy those movies. And I have to say it, it hasn't like even I'm still now I probably watch more horror now than I ever have. I enjoy mm-hmm. more horror now than I ever have. And even in movies, yes, there have been some movies that we've watched where I was like, dude, I'm never going to watch this again. Oh, my God, this was rough to get through. But mm-hmm. regardless of those movies, even movies that I maybe have been a little bit more harsh on in the past or more critical of, I still find myself thinking of those movies and being like, yeah, I could watch that again. Like, yeah, I'm glad that we covered that. And I'm glad that I saw that movie because I never would have if we didn't weren't doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. there's a lot of branches of the horror genre that I would say I haven't quite dived into as much as I do my tried and true favorite subgenres. And I was very comfortable with that. And I would say that I think doing this has allowed both of us to watch movies and give a spot, uh, each of us to give like our spotlight to movies that neither one of us probably would have ever even thought to check out or even heard of if they didn't come up on our on our agendas for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And it also just creates this appreciation too for this scale of horror and just how much horror is out there. Because, I mean, think about it. We've covered uh, almost 100 different movies, more if you want to count all the TV shows and stuff that we've mm-hmm. talked about. And the guest episodes. And the guest episodes. And other people's podcasts. Yeah, we've covered so many movies at this point. And I still don't feel like we've even made a ripple in the in the grand scheme of horror and mm-hmm. seeing all the movies. I feel like there's still so much horror to watch and to discuss. And I'm here for it. Like, I love oh, that. Yeah. I, I love that we've put in that much work and we haven't even made a dent yet yeah. <laughs> in terms of the library that's I, out there. I also have to shout out the 24 movies that we've covered for both Into the Dark Countdown. <laughs> for those two episodes alone, we've covered 24 movies. <laughs> so I guess the, the the main point we're trying to make here is there's been a lot of homies of horror for these past 100 episodes. Yeah. And I've loved every second of it. <laughs> yes. I've loved every minute of it. I really, really hope that you guys have as well. Um, thank you guys so much for rocking with us. Those who are newer, those who have been here maybe from the start. 
yeah like there's nothing really that we can say more than we appreciate you guys so much we love hearing from you guys we love talking to you guys and no matter what we always want homies of horror to be a place for the homies where you truly feel like you're hanging out with us and just listening to our points of view whether they match yours or they don't I think one thing that has been so nice is that even if we differ on our views of movies, everyone's really understanding and Mm, really mm -hmm. open to hear what other people think. I just want, I just feel like that's so important. I hope you guys always feel that way. Even if maybe we're not huge fans of movies that you love, I hope you guys always feel that there's the love that we still have for the genre and that we just make you guys feel comfortable and excited to listen and like you're having a good time. Like, I just feel like that is so important and that you guys always feel that way. Oh, most definitely. I think one of the most touching things anyone has ever said to me about the podcast has been that they love how it feels like they get to sit down and they're just listening to two of their friends have a discussion and they get to be a part of that. I think that that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful feeling to get to have and the fact that anyone (laughs) listening to the podcast feels that way um really does it's very moving yeah and so yeah legit thank you guys so much for listening um we hope that you continue to listen Mm -hmm. moving into the episodes that are to come because don't worry we're not done they're still gonna come yeah yeah we're 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 good we're in our flow now so we're (laughs) pretty comfy keeping it going yeah we reached that flow state (laughs) yeah we're we're like those friends who never let you get a word in like we just talk (laughs) over you (laughs) we just keep talking and you're like oh okay but uh, mm -hmm." and we're like no 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 no. we got (laughs) we got this Um, but I mean, to celebrate the fact that we've covered a hundred movies, we decided that the hundredth episode should be a little bit different. Yeah, a little special for you guys. So uh, when it came time to decide what we wanted to do on the hundredth episode, yeah, we wanted to kind of do it slightly different from our format, but we also wanted to do something where it was a little bit more celebratory so then we thought of doing something where both of us brought something to the table and kind of break it down where both erica and roshane have a little bit to do with this episode and our thought was because when we normally normally when we choose a movie for our episodes we one of us will think of a movie we'll present it to the other and the other person always has veto power like that has always been important for us is that both of us agree on the movie that we're talking about because you don't want it where it's like, oh yeah, one person's super stoked about it and the other person's like, oh God, let's get through the episode. We always wanted it to be where both of us had a say. And so I thought, what if we both got to choose a movie? So we split it up into breakdowns of two movies, which we have done before, but what if the other person didn't have veto power? So mm-hmm. each of us just had a solid choice. That's what I choose and I'm sticking to it. I'm not going to lie. I had a little bit of an ulterior motive when <laughs> I <laughs> when I presented this because you hear that and you think, okay, cool. Yeah, I can choose any movie, which does 
it, everything falls under that. Like we both could have chosen our like our favorite movies because we just wanted to talk about them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not what I wanted to do. I <laughs> I brought it. I got the veto power. The veto power rule was something that I decided to tack on because I knew there was a specific movie that I had brought up to Roshane a couple of times, and he had knocked me down every single time I basically was like i don't want to watch that (laughs) anytime i broke anytime i brought and it's the only movie i've ever done that for all 100 of these episodes homie there's only ever been one movie Mm -hmm. that looked erica in the eyes and be like nah i'm not watching that i don't want to talk about that even if i wasn't bringing it up to say we should watch it even if i just brought it up you were always just like "Eh, this doesn't sound like my thing (laughs) <laughs> and you did it so many times that I was like, how can I get him to watch this? <laughs> and I knew the only way I could get you to watch it is if it was for the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I knew I knew you wouldn't even let me put it in a discord decides like that's how much <laughs> I knew you wouldn't even let me put it in other people's hands. I was like, I just have to have the power. So that's why I added the veto bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. I played my hand a little bit too much because you, I, when I, when I told you what we were going to do, I was like, yeah, I already have my movie, but you were still Mm -hmm. thinking about it. I think I kind of taunted you a little bit too much and you did figure out what movie I chose for you a couple days ago. Mm -hmm. A couple days ago that we should add that part in though, because you, or we decided on this idea months ago and it took until... (laughs) Two days before recording for me to finally click in my head what movie Erica was going to pick and why mm-hmm. she had such a crystal clear idea for what we should do for our yeah. 100th episode. Well, because I always had a little bit of a smirk on when I was like, so did you decide your movie yet? Because I already have mine. <laughs> and then I think it was about a week ago that I, I told you, I was like, you know what movie I picked. And you said you didn't. Yeah, and, I and was it was genuine. Really Genuinely, I was like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea what movie you're going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what spurred the thought. It really was just like a random shower thought or something like that. <laughs> but like something happened this weekend where, it, you know what? It could just be the impending 100th episode and coming up with the movie. I was like, man, what movie did Erica? I know exactly what <laughs> goddamn movie she picked. <laughs> But so that that kind of caused you to pivot with, yeah, it with did. It your did. choice. Uh, yeah, because I was going down a, a down a specific route. But the moment that I realized what movie Erica was going to make me watch, I thought that I needed to bring a movie to the table that was of equal or greater shock value. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm what? What is it? No, no. But I was just going to say because I. I think, though, that this is good because, once again, this leans into this idea where neither one of us probably would have watched these movies or it would be a very long time before we watch them mm-hmm. if the other person didn't pick this. I think we're pushing each other out of our comfort zones, mm-hmm. and I think that's good for the 100th episode. We're doing something different than what either one of us would normally do. and. Mm-hmm. Because I think for both of us, our favorite movies, like, we know the other person would let us talk about them. Like, yeah. If we wanted to, we could be like, okay, yeah, let's do that this week. And the other person would be like, great. But yeah. I think that's what we're here for. We're here to 
to push each other. And I think that's what we did today. <laughs> well, I hope so. Because let me tell you, Erica is a hard person <laughs> to push their boundaries in horror. Yeah. It was really difficult to find a movie that matched what I needed for today. But I think I think we did a, a decent job. And I will I will be the first to say that I actually agree with you. I'm very glad that we jumped out of our comfort zones for this episode because mm-hmm. I think it's important. It is something that as a moviegoer, you gotta do every once in a while. You gotta yeah. you gotta tiptoe into the unknown, see what's out there. Yeah. I I think we both did a good job and I think that you're right. I, I think <laughs> that in the sense that for for maybe different ways than you thought, you did push me out of my comfort zone. But before we get into your choice, and actually before we get into my choice, I had two quick things I wanted to say. Okay. First of all, please stick around after our reviews because we have a very fun game that we are going to be playing that I have concocted for Roshane. It's been a while since I've come up with a game for him. So I'm really, really excited for this one today. And I think you guys will enjoy it as well because it has to do with some of our previous episodes. And secondly, if you guys haven't seen the big announcement today, we got merch. We got merch, baby. You guys have been asking for it, and we decided today was the perfect day to deliver. So in celebration of our 100 episodes, grab a t-shirt, grab a mug, grab a sticker. (laughs) Grab a thing. (laughs) Grab a thing, because it's there. Um, The link for our merch store will be in our social media bios. If anybody would like to go check it out, see if anything strikes your fancy. We would love to see you guys rocking some Homies of Horror merch. Um, So yeah, just wanted to give you guys the heads up on that in case you haven't seen it yet. Also, one final thing that we would like to let you guys know is we will be taking a week break just to allow ourselves to have time to come off of the high that is this, the 100th episode. So no new episode next Monday, homies. We will be streaming as usual, just no new episode that day. But don't worry, because after that, we will be back to our regularly scheduled homie goodness. So we'll see you then. Also, we are entering into spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But... I think I would love to start off mm-hmm. with the movie that I chose for us today. Let's do it. Which is none other than the cannibal film, The Green Inferno. <laughs> and I don't think I need to really say anything more uh, to let you guys know why I chose this and why Roshane didn't want to watch it besides cannibal. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> if, you listened, if you listened to our fresh episode, you know how he feels about cannibals. Or if you watched us stream the forest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I mean, if you've listened, you know I'm a zombie fan, but cannibal is like a sidestep too much. It's too much for me. Mm-hmm. Something about cannibalism, it really makes me feel icky when I'm watching it. Yeah. And so the idea of watching a movie that was toted to be one of the most disturbing cannibal movies. Um, realistically, I was like, I don't really want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least I didn't make you watch Cannibal Holocaust. That would have been That's really fair. cruel. I didn't want to be mean. I wanted us to still be friends and like do the <laughs> podcast together. So yeah, so I went to The Green Inferno, which uh, it was directed by Eli Roth. And I had seen this movie before. And 
obviously, because I had brought it up to you. But the reason I kept bringing it up is because I really, really wanted to talk to someone else who had seen it. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the reason that I was like, you need to watch this because I wanted to talk to you about it. So. Wait, so you're telling me that you couldn't readily find someone who had watched The Green Inferno I mean, <laughs> to have a conversation I could, about? I could. <laughs> it seems like I I just couldn't. I didn't see anyone who was like really talking about it anywhere. <laughs> and I mean, I didn't want to just come out to people and be like, have you seen The Green Inferno? So mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I'll just make I need to talk to someone who I know has watched it. And now I know you've watched <laughs> it. So uh, I really need to know. Mm-hmm. Did you like this movie? <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't say that I liked this movie, Erica, but I can't say that I hated it as much as I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, yeah. First and foremost, still out of my comfort zone. Cannibals. It's not my thing. It's mm-hmm. just really, truly not my thing. Um, but I think coming into the Green Inferno, I was really psyching myself out because this is one of those movies that does have that that air about it. The, the whispers of how just gruesome and terrifying the movie is. And I am okay with gore. I'm not a huge fan of gore. Like, I don't need a lot of gore in my horror movies. So when you get an Eli Roth joint, you know there's going to be some gory stuff. So... I had to prep myself. <laughs> I, I truly, truly did. And honestly, I'm kind of proud. Nice. I got to be real. I'm kind of proud of how I handled that movie. Mm-hmm. Because your boy sat there and he was uncomfortable, but he didn't flinch. Yeah. Didn't I... flinch, didn't look away, didn't skip the scenes. I watched that movie from start to finish. No cap, no distractions. And I made good. it through. Very good. I don't think that this movie is any worse than like Hostel or Cabin Fever, gore wise. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. really don't. And I think because of what people are imagining it would be, mm-hmm. it makes it worse. Yes. And I and also yeah, 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 if yeah. you're not if you're not a gore fan, you're not checking for Eli anyway. Like you're not yeah, even gonna be very, like, you're not true. even gonna be watching this movie. So I think if you are a gore fan, this movie's not in in my opinion it's not bad especially in comparison to his other movies i think that there are moments in other movies that made me cringe more than there were in this movie like i there are things from hostel and hostel 2 that i felt like and i didn't really feel that way ever in this movie you know what's kind of funny about the gore in this movie is it's it's very it's very poignant like there is there is a lot of gore when you get to that part but the first thing that was a surprise to me was how long it took to actually get to the gore mm-hmm. um the story and the plot of this movie was not what i thought it was going to be granted i haven't like watched like too many trailers or like seen too much about this movie so i didn't know a lot going into it other than there are cannibals and it should be gross at some point uh but the this whole plot of like activists going to try and save a village then getting uh confused with the enemy and then now they're being eaten i was like oh there's more to this than i thought i i genuinely thought going into the movie that would be like 10 minutes of talking and then people were just gonna start being eaten Mm -hmm. like i thought we were gonna just jump straight into the cannibal stuff yeah um so i was you know surprised that you don't really get it until the last like half an hour of Mm -hmm. the movie um, but I do think once it's there, it's definitely there. 
It's very in your face. Uh, For 2013, I can see this being um, looked at as something very grotesque because I do think the imagery is there. Things look lifelike. They look as close to reality as you don't want them to be, you know? Right. And I, I I do see why people feel the way they do about this film. Um, the two things that kind of helped me get through it, one is there are just some funny parts. Like, I straight up laughed a couple of times, and I really, I don't know if it was on purpose. Like, I don't know <laughs> if I was supposed to laugh at the stuff I was laughing at, but it really helped me to diffuse some of the uncomfortability of the movie. And the second bit is... Now, this is going to sound weird, but how casual the cannibals were Mm -hmm. really lessened the impact of how grotesque the images on the screen were for me. Yeah. Because, like, for the people who had to deal with being eaten, it was terrifying, of course. Mm -hmm. But for all the cannibals, it was just a Tuesday, and they treated it very casually. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) okay i will say i agree with you that i think the gore and everything looks good it looks realistic what doesn't look realistic is that clip art jaguar are we gonna (laughs) are we gonna let that slide in 2013 are we gonna let that slide that jaguar (laughs) was superimposed on that rock and they didn't have to zoom in that's the thing that killed it if they would have stayed out of wide we would have been we would have been good. They zoomed in and I saw the white lines around the blurry lines <laughs> around the body. You're like, hold on. Have I not seen that template in Photoshop? Yeah. I feel like I've seen that exact same Jaguar. I've seen that same Jaguar in like in any B movie where they said we need someone, we need something sitting on that rock. But which I just thought was was a little bit a bit much in the moment (laughs) for Mm -hmm. me but okay so i wanted to talk to someone about this movie because i i'm gonna come right out and say i'm not i actually don't like this movie very much Mm -hmm. only because once it gets to once we're an hour in and we get to the village Mm -hmm. and everything is going wrong Mm -hmm. it gets better Mm -hmm. that first hour that acting Mm -hmm. that acting (laughs) <laughs> that's the sentence that acting that acting though. <laughs> period what what are we doing and we've talked about this before because mm-hmm. we did we haven't done that many eli roth movies something that we talked about in that episode is his strength is not in dialogue it's in it is not the, it's in the <laughs> horror and that's just across the board i kind of expect that going into his movies it's the same way i feel about the hostile movies although i enjoy those movies i think the most out of his movies it's the same thing the dialogue is not the strong suit but in the other movies we've watched i think what kind of helps it a bit is the characters that we're following it, the dialogue, although it's stilted, makes sense coming out of their mouths. The times that the, those movies came out in, I think that that what they're saying flies a little bit more there. In this one, the actors are fighting for their lives. They can't make <laughs> a single word work. A single <laughs> word. The only person who can make any of this work for me is... Daryl Daryl Sabera, I think is how his name's pronounced, who plays Lars, who is also in Spy Kids, Junie from Spy Kids. He's the only one in this movie who who makes the dialogue work for me. 
And once they get to the village and all they have to do is be scared, I think mm-hmm. it's easier for them, obviously, because they're, they're just scared. But before that, where they're just existing, mm-hmm. sheesh, what planet are we on? Not Earth. <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not Earth. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of funny because I almost feel like that first hour is just to warrant the last half an hour like the 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 village portion of this movie already knew that was going to happen already had that mm-hmm. set up ready to go knew everything they wanted to do for that then just needed to craft a movie to allow them to shoot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the village sequences because that that is where excuse my vernacular here but that's where the meat of this movie is is in the village mm-hmm. and i agree like the whole the setup to get there i'm okay okay with because it's like it's kind of cute how the situation plays out to get them where they are like it's it's convenient but it's cute that i'm like okay sure i can i can buy this um yeah the acting is not it's not all the way there (laughs) it's not all the way there but also like the characters too are just also not all the way there because i feel like they jump around so much the biggest example is homeboy alejandro who in our list of people who ain't shit is it's, truly high up there in the not shit category. Top, top three. He becomes like a mustache twirling Disney, yes. Disney villain halfway through this movie. Mm-hmm. He's just like Scar sitting over in the corner. Just like, <laughs> mm. I think that he was just so having him in the second half of this movie was really kind of a downer for me because i think he could have been a villain without being so ridiculous did he need to be this why we both chose movies where people where there's a masturbation scenes um and his is just ridiculous <laughs> I ne- absolutely it's ridiculous. ridiculous and that's what i mean where it, it we get to a point where it feels like they're starting to just throw things at the wall and see how shocking they can make it because mm-hmm. he literally has no other reason to be jacking off besides like oh my god isn't this wild like and then they start fighting and he continues to be to jack off jack while off. someone's yeah. choking him to death <laughs> while he's Bro. getting the <laughs> But that okay, look, look, look. That's I, what I mean though, <laughs> is even though not a fan of Eli Roth's dialogue by any means, this man, even in the most gruesome of circumstances, still tries to implement some forms of comedy in there. In dark, twisted ways, but they're in there. You cannot tell me that that shit was not written to be comedic. <laughs> Maybe it was. The joke, <laughs> the joke flew over my head, I guess. <laughs> The humor, it it wasn't, it didn't tickle my funny bone, but I think that was just because I was just. It's because it's so ridiculous. I think at that point in time, I was just taken aback by so many things that, I don't don't know. (laughs) I I was like, like, I don't, that sequence, I don't think it was was very funny, but like, I just mean the attempt to put something funny in there. Yeah. I feel like is is ever present. Even uh, an example yeah. is uh after they crash, right? And one of the <laughs> random people, <laughs> the random girl who's stuck in the tree b- before they leave 
just drops out of the oh. tree with a Wilhelm scream and <laughs> just splats on the ground I you were for talk, no reason. I thought you were going to say that guy that walks into the blades, the yes, propeller of the front of the plane. That too. He's like, I Brooke. laughed out loud at that moment He's because like, of just how stupid and ridiculous it is. So These characters ridiculous. are nonsensically dumb in some moments. These like characters are wild. Wiling the fuck out. Also, did not have to do my boys like that. Like, I know that, uh, wait, what was his name? Uh, Which one? Uh, you know the one. The Jonah? one that got messed the fuck up. Jonah. Jonah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't have to do my boy Jonah like that. They didn't have to do my boy Jonah like that. He got the best death, yeah. for sure. But I don't know if that's saying a lot. Yeah. That was, that was that was not the character I think that deserved to have that happen to him. Yeah, which is probably why it happened to him. His death, right. his death, yeah, is the one that you're kind of waiting. That's the kind of death you're waiting for in a movie like this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, his was the big moment, and then after that, the deaths aren't bad. But I just think you're waiting for more Jonah moments, and I think that's why this movie is really not that bad in the grand scheme of things. They kind of shoot off their load so to speak with jonah (laughs) and then everything else is a little bit more not tame because that's not the right word for it but compared to what we have seen it feels Mm -hmm. a little bit more tame besides like all the female like mutilation mutilation stuff stuff, Um, but like jonah's it sounds like they have his scream on a loop like it's yeah It's true. (laughs) But it's like (laughs) running on a loop as they're like cutting off every limb. And I was like, surely he should pass out from (laughs) the pain or the blood loss by now. But yes. Or change octaves, you know. (laughs) Different scream. Something has to something has to give after a while. But yeah, after that, I think it just loses. Although, yes, like I said, this is the better part of the movie. I still think they it feels as though they were like, great, now we're at the cannibal stuff and we'll just kind of do that kind of stuff. For a while. Yeah, and it, and it so there's a lot of times where I don't really know. There's not a whole lot going on and, and there doesn't really need to be. There's only 45 minutes left by the time they even get to the village. Right. Don't. And and I and yes, because that's because we want more time at the village. I think this movie could have been shorter and they could have just shortened the first half. Mm-hmm. And then made them more even. And yeah. because there's some stuff happening at the cannibal village, we see like five different escape attempts that all amount to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, we see the villagers doing a bunch of stuff with our main character where they could have killed her many times and they keep bringing her back and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of things where it feels like they're padding time (laughs) for me rather than and that's why i think it is because i'm like give me more jonah like let's kill some more people one of the deaths is off screen another Mm -hmm. death it happens pretty quick because um it's uh self-inflicted and Mm then we only get like two more deaths after that yeah we get the ants later on with daniel and then lars gets the large Chomp. buffet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His is more is more like a traditional zombie death, though, which yeah. is so weird. Yeah. I found that so strange because, like, out of all the deaths, his fazed me the least because I'm mm-hmm. so used to seeing that with zombies. Yeah. It's, it's a, straight y'all, up it's zombie. It's a really fine line. I don't know what it is about it. It is uh, straight but, up zombie. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, look, I'll say this about this movie. And here's why I'm actually glad that 
you finally forced me to watch it mm-hmm. because for me and so someone out there may resonate with this too watching the green inferno after watching this much horror almost felt like a skill check to like see <laughs> to see how much i could take it was kind of just like a, a check-in to be like where's my tolerance level at yeah. because the green inferno really feels like can you sit through jonah's death because if you can you can basically handle the rest of the movie like that that is the that is the worst that it gets like that is the hardest thing to watch and so like if you can watch that scene you're kind of good for the rest of it and it's it's a weird thing because like i was proud of myself for being able to sit through this unfazed i don't know if it's a good thing <laughs> that i was so desensitized to this at this point um uh, but I, the effect that i will say that is a little bit of a negative is and this may blanket over a couple of Eli Roth picks is once you're desensitized, then you're just left with the movie. Yeah. And so it felt like the green Inferno was a lot of, especially in the second half waiting for the next kind of gruesome thing that you're going to see. And if you're desensitized to the brutality that's happening on screen, it leaves more to be desired there. Cause it, it's like a now what, yeah. you know? And um, I definitely felt that towards the end of the movie. But, you know, it's one of those things where at this point have seen so much grotesque shit and horror that even this and all of its disemboweling beauty didn't phase me like I thought it would. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was cool to see the effect because I it's funny watching the brutality of it. I was I was more interested in just like, okay, how did you shoot that? Mm -hmm. Like, how did you shoot it to make it look so? realistic like what what were the ins and outs of um creating the scene more more so than oh no that poor guy is being eaten like i i think there was a bit of disassociation with it um and again this could have been just from hyping myself to watch this movie like i came in with a suit of armor to watch this movie i was ready for anything Mm -hmm. um and I'm not going to say that the movie pulled its punches because there is some heavy gore in there. And this is coming from a desensitized place, but I can definitely see the imagery in this movie bothering a lot of people. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not a movie for everybody by any means whatsoever. But if you can handle gore and you kind of want to push your limits just to see what you can and can't take, watching it for that reason, I think is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. But overall, as a movie... It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. It's just okay. Yeah. And I think, and I know he, Eli Roth is a huge fan of like, when he was growing up was a huge fan of like cannibal movies like Cannibal Holocaust and that this is kind of hearkening back to those movies. Mm-hmm. But I think the thing about those movies is I think there's just something about having those movies come out in like the 70s and stuff like the 70s and the 80s where things just felt more gritty and real and you're always like is this real so something about everything being so clean and like so clearly filmed and like so clearly mm-hmm. a movie in this one i think is what just makes me feel like eh eh you know I, it's it's fine there's moments where yeah it just feels like he's reaching i'm like do i want to watch someone have excessive diarrhea in the jungle <laughs> i mean i guess it's not gonna shock me like i'm not gonna be like oh god because i'm like she's got a poop like i'm not yeah. upset about it but yeah it's if, it's fun if you if you like eli roth movies you'll probably like this because like i said it's it pretty 
par for the course, I think, as far as his movies go. But if you're going for a cannibal movie, like if you want something like that, you're like, oh, yeah, I want I want that like gross, gritty, like nasty feel. I don't think this is the movie. It's just a, it's too clean. Really? I think it's just a little bit too. It's just a little too polished for me. Not in I, the right ways, though. Like the acting, not polished, but everything else is like <laughs> polished. <laughs> I I will a slight addendum that to say that I I would probably set my bar maybe a little bit lower than yours in terms of like yeah um how much you're trying to see and what you can tolerate mm-hmm. for this movie because I I do think for the average person this movie's pretty fucking intense yeah yeah but that's what I mean it's like if you're I imagine. If you're looking for like a cannibal movie, you're probably into that. Like if, if yeah, you're looking for like a gory you make, movie, like you're you're like, oh yeah, give it to me. Like if, if you're you that made kind it of to a the person, title, yeah. the Green Inferno, <laughs> you've probably are, you're probably already mid rabbit hole right now. That yeah. this is what you're looking for. That's yeah. fair. That's so, fair. So yeah, just okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just our final okay. rating. <laughs> that's our that's our final rating. Well, <sighs> if we had to, if we were doing our normal rating. Hmm. What would you what would you choose for this one? You think? Hmm. Necklace flutes. Uh, oh yeah, or like propeller <laughs> propeller haircuts. Uh, jungle diarrhea. Oh yeah, you know it's that one. Yeah, you know it's diarrhea. jungle diarrhea. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> or we or weed corpse. Or weed corpse. That oh okay. Have to quickly <laughs> make a mention. Thank you before we move on. We can't forget. The I weed cannot corpse. forget that. That is a big point of this movie look <laughs> think what you want about the green inferno but them turning their their friendly corpse into a human edible was one of the funniest things conceptually i've ever seen in a movie like, <laughs> I was like, as if they would slide her entire body into the oven as if bro they slid her in like she was a like a <laughs> She was a gingerbread man just all the way into the oven. You will not sit here and tell me comedy was not put in this script when they made a human edible. They've, that- got, the, they've got the munchies. They've got the munchies. They, they've got the munchies. I was like, oh, God. It's, it's cringe, but it's funny. Uh, <laughs> I would give The Green Inferno, I give it 1.8 out of 5 jungle diarrheas mm-hmm. <laughs> okay i'd give this i'd give this 1.4 jungle diarrheas it's just it's hard for me to get through it's just mainly because of that first hour like mm-hmm. it's just hard i mean i feel like i know the answer here but just to say would you recommend the green inferno to anyone other than me <laughs> um i would i would only recommend this to people if they are fans of Eli roth Um, Because it just speaks so heavily of him, like with the dialogue and the gore and everything about it. So if you already know that you have enjoyed his movies in the past, I I would check it out. I feel like Mm -hmm. you should check it out if you like him as a director, for sure. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I think I would only recommend this to Eli Roth fans because Mm -hmm. they may find things that they enjoy in it. Um, there are, a, there are a couple nuggets in there that I will stand by to me were like decent at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, yeah, not my favorite movie. Glad that I watched it though. Cause I think I learned a lot about myself. 
I don't know if they're good things, but I learned things about myself watching The Green Inferno. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, But on the flip side, Mm -hmm. since our lovely Erica had me watch The Green Inferno, I had to to clap back with something. Mm -hmm. And going through my library of movies again, I'd like to remind y'all, Erica is a tough cookie to pick a movie for. So when trying to pick a movie for Erica, only one popped into my head, and it was The Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say this was, funny enough, this was the last horror movie that I saw before the pandemic. Because I actually saw this when it got released in 2019 in theaters on Halloween night. Wow. Yeah, I distinctly remember because there was nothing else playing (laughs) that uh, my roommate and I, we wanted to go see a movie, wanted to see something spooky, and there just wasn't a lot of options at the time. And we saw The Lighthouse, and we were like, all right, fuck <laughs> it. Let's check this movie out. And let me tell you, I watched this movie in 2019, and I just still am not over it because I, <laughs> I am still shook by that movie. So this, for me, felt like a great opportunity to finally have someone else watch this movie so I could have a conversation with them about it. it mm-hmm. For similar reasons to why you want me to watch The Green Inferno, I just needed to talk about The Lighthouse with somebody. So I'm very excited to know. Erica, did you like The Lighthouse? It wasn't for me, babes. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, I, I hate to say it. It wasn't for me, babes. I, <laughs> but I part... I. At first, I was like, did he pick this movie? Because uh, uh, everything I went in to the lighthouse watching what I went in to this. What I'm trying to say is, OK, how am I I'm trying to what you just this. did <laughs> just then is anyone trying to talk about the lighthouse? <laughs> OK, what I'm trying to say is the things that I knew about this movie before watching it was that it is kind of a heavy movie and because it's directed by robert eggers and like i I i've seen the witch i kind of knew what i was i i felt like it would have a similar vibe and i enjoyed the witch very much so we've done it before and i liked that movie so i went into this one thinking i would also like it but i also knew it would probably be a thinker and we just discussed a couple days ago i have not been in the mood for movies that make me think and that that's partly why i was wondering if that's why you chose this because you knew that i like (laughs) i'm on my kind of just entertainment schlock kind of vibe right now so the lighthouse (laughs) it it's when it began i was very (laughs) i was very excited because i wrote i actually wrote it feels like a universal monster movie the -hmm. way that it's filmed and i love that i love that style i love the way this movie is filmed this is a beautiful movie but i could not get into the story i i couldn't i was trying i was trying Mm oh so hard i was like please help (laughs) please suck me in Robert, please <laughs> bring me in. But I just couldn't. And it could just be because it's I watched it not in the right mood for it. or But at the same time, I don't know because I just think the story in general, I don't know if it is really a story that I would be engrossed in 
either way. I think if I was in a different mood, I would have been able to stay. My attention maybe would have been easier to catch and I would have been able to stay with it more mm-hmm. than I was able to this time. Mm-hmm. This movie, it it feels like a spectacle. It feels like you're watching two great actors do some great character work, fill up some scenes. You're watching a beautiful storytelling. The The setting is amazing. But the story, it wasn't for me. It was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. But what did you, do you like this movie? Oh, that is a loaded question. Because uh, <laughs> I think the first time I watched this movie, uh, very similar feelings. I just didn't know what to think. The, the the one thing that is very crystal clear, I think, about The Lighthouse, actually, it's two things. The first is that it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the second is that the acting is fantastic. Both mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are absolutely phenomenal in this movie. And I stand by that every time I briefly chat about this film. Uh, it's one of the or this was the reason that. Uh, when they announced him as the Batman, I fully trusted Robert Pattinson because I had seen this movie. I had seen the other side of his acting as far as I was concerned. I was like, oh, man, this guy's got chops. Mm-hmm. And Willem Dafoe is just always fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, so those those two things are true to me. It's beautiful and there's great acting. Everything else to me, I couldn't tell if I hated it or if I loved it. I really didn't know. And I think it's because it is a thinker's movie. It's one of those movies where, like, once the credits are rolling and you're just sitting there, that's all you're doing. You're just sitting there. You're just sitting there, just like, what did I just watch? What just happened? Like, because the the concept of the movie is so simple. Two guys are stuck at a lighthouse, and then they just never leave. Like, that, that that is the entire concept of the story. And... It's just, it's kind of mesmerizing watching these two actors, like, navigate that scenario. But I understand the feelings of just, like, sitting there and having the movie kind of just wash over you and not really know what's happening or what's going on Mm -hmm. or, like, what's supposed to be going on and just having to accept the movie for what it is. Yeah, it's, this movie to me feels like when you go to an art museum And you're like, Mm -hmm. everything is so beautiful. Wow, they painted this in the Renaissance era and it's meant to be a portrait of a family in despair. But at the same time, you're like, but there's only so much I can say about this besides Mm -hmm. like, it's beautiful and it makes me feel, but I don't know what Mm -hmm. it makes me feel. It makes me feel that it's beautiful. Like, I don't know how to articulate that because I can interpret it a certain way, but there are just some things that strike you and some things that don't. And although this is a striking movie, I don't necessarily feel much more than that. Mm -hmm. And I can try and break things down because I, I, I did actually really love this idea of isolation and having all this time on your hands and how that can kind of drive you mad. And mm-hmm. also, this is another thing we talked about recently, I love tales of unfamiliarity where there's a person who's thrust into a new situation that they are unfamiliar with and they're isolated from what they're used to and how they deal with that. I love that in horror. And I do think that that is effective here, particularly for Robert Pattinson's character. 
But then at the same time, what next? Like what else? I, I don't know. I mm. don't really know what else I what else I feel from that because it, a lot of it is characters existing and being amongst themselves and dealing with the situations at hand. And mm -hmm. all as much as I love kind of just watching them navigate this situation that they have both been put together into and how different they are. Like, don't get me wrong. I love watching them do these scenes together. I love watching mm -hmm. these actors play off each other. It's it's entertaining. It's, it, it, it's, it's very entertaining because it's such a play. Like, this is such yes, a play movie. It's a play. It mm -hmm. is. And it, and it very much plays like that. It's these t these shots of just the two of them in rooms bouncing off of each other, having these back and forth battles. It's a tug of war the entire movie, which I enjoy. And then when it's not a tug of war, it's kind of watching Tom um, or before he says he's Thomas. His name is Winslow. Winslow. Yeah. Mm. Which is Robert Pattinson's character. Watching him kind of deal with he's really getting the the grunt work of this place and that's not what he expected and i kind of also did enjoy just kind of watching him have to kind of grin and bear the situation and and get through it but then at other times it just felt like a lot of imagery and i could not grasp onto the heart beneath that if that okay. makes sense. I yeah, saw no, the imagery, 100%, dude. but it did not pierce my eye, <laughs> past my eyeballs. Like, that's where it stopped. It was like my brain said, ah, we're full. I can't, I can't <laughs> let you in right now. And so the movie was like, okay, well, you can just look at me then. Like, that's how I felt watching this movie. <laughs> and I think that is a completely fair way to watch The Lighthouse, especially for the first <laughs> time, too. Because, look, if you've never seen this movie before... It is a lot of just sitting there trying to figure things out and mm -hmm. just trying to not be left behind by the story. And I will say as as a second time watcher, it did get better the second time around, but that I will subscribe a lot of that of being prepared for yeah. what I was going to see. I knew what I was getting into watching The Lighthouse a second time. And for that reason, I was able to appreciate it a lot more because it is a thinker's movie. It is a very thick, thick movie. Things that are going on with the characters, their backgrounds, the plot itself, the symbolism, the messing with time and all that. Like, there's so much happening. There's a lot of shit going on in this movie. And I just it's one of those movies that I think every single time you watch it, you're going to pick up more stuff. And unfortunately in that same regard i think the lighthouse is one of those movies that you're gonna have to watch like three to five times right. before you truly pick up everything that it's trying to give you and i don't know how many people want to sit through the lighthouse Dude. three or five times and i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna ever watch this again and <laughs> it's just <laughs> i think too i had i was a little frustrated because it didn't lead to a satisfying conclusion for me is very abstract and also kind of frustrating i don't need everything to fold itself neatly but i just felt so disheveled by the time that this movie <laughs> ended so I, th so then that also put me in the the feeling of what what was it worth it because i mm -hmm. ha i hate feeling that way after a movie and i mm -hmm. hate saying that about movies because i do think that even if you don't like a movie 
it's worth it. It's just, it's, it's an hour and a half usually. And it's, you know, it's something to do. It's something to watch. But after this movie, I was just kind of left feeling a little like, hmm, I don't know if I feel pleased that I've seen this. I, I mean, I, I am. <laughs> I am pleased that I've seen this movie because I have heard people talk about it a lot. But mm-hmm. I think more for me, it just, I didn't feel satisfied when it ended. So I was like, okay, okay, that's, that's, it's fine. Like when the movie, and when the movie started, at when like they started talking and William Willem Dafoe was basically like Spongebob me boy and he was like <laughs> talking, <laughs> talking and I was like oh no at first I was like oh god this is gonna be a rough one to get through but it wasn't I actually like I said I enjoyed them their dialogue heavy scenes were some of my favorite moments of this but I think that's why I almost would have preferred this movie if it was just them talking to each other the whole time. Because as much as I love the imagery of this movie, it does start to feel a little bit like like style over substance for me. Not mm-hmm. everyone's going to feel that way. And I completely agree that your uh, that opinion is also valid. But personally, for me, it started to feel like the imagery and the style of the movie became so important it became the forefront for me that Mm -hmm. the story fell to the wayside i couldn't i it wasn't really important to me anymore Mm -hmm. like i was just kind of like there's a story here but i don't i'm not in it so i'm just gonna watch (laughs) (laughs) no you know dude i think that is i think that is completely completely fair and honestly it would take hours to truly (laughs) dissect this movie all the way um i am feeling some very fond nostalgia (laughs) hearing you talk about this because i legitimately shared very similar sentiments the first time i watched it like i really really did i was just i left the movie impressed but very confused as towards how i felt about it Mm -hmm. um so hearing somebody else go through that same experience (laughs) is kind of cathartic in its own way. But so I would like to know how many lighthouse lobsters would you give (laughs) the lighthouse? (laughs) Oh God. See, this is a hard one because it's a well done movie and Mm -hmm. I can, I can say that I can say this is a well done movie. There's artistry there. I can tell that they put a lot of work into this. The actors are acting their asses off. The direction was great, but I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> so I don't like I don't know where I, I guess I could say all of that. I could say, although all of that is true, I would probably rate this like a 2.8, 2.9, just because I I can appreciate this movie while also saying that it's just not for me. But mm-hmm. I think there was enough from a watching standpoint. I enjoyed that enough that it bumps it up for me because I'm like, yeah, this is I like I like seeing what I'm seeing. But yeah, it's just not I'm not I'm probably never going to watch this again. I hate to say that. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Well, I mean, I hear you out. I truly do. Um, But I'm going to be a little bit different. And Mm -hmm. I will say on a second time watching, I give the lighthouse like four out of five lighthouse lobsters. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, just watching it, watching it again and getting to appreciate more stuff just made me like it more. Mm -hmm. And going into it a second time, I expected to not like it Mm -hmm. because of my initial experience with it. 
I thought that it was just going to be really difficult to watch it again to absorb everything. But it honestly felt easier to watch the second time than the first time. Okay. And it helped me. It helped me um, kind of block out some of the distractions from the first viewing of just like the imagery and all that stuff, and really start to deep dive a little bit more on the characters and what's happening. And it made me appreciate it more. But with all that being said. For everybody who's like, I do not like this movie. I do not get it. I do not feel it. You are valid. Yeah. I hear you. I understand. Because this movie is for a very specific kind of person in a very specific mm-hmm. kind of mood. Like, you have to be wanting to watch this yeah. when you're watching it. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, maybe it just caught me in the wrong mood. I think maybe if I had watched this at a different time, I probably would have bumped it up. Because I would have been, like, more ready to digest mm-hmm. this. But man, <laughs> blew me back. <laughs> Would you recommend the movie, even if you didn't like it as much? I would recommend it. I, I think if you go into this movie in the mood for something like that, and you are ready to absorb that, I think you'll have a better time with this movie. But yeah, you just kind of have to be prepared. And I, like I said, for the movie making alone, I think it's worth checking out, even if you don't like it. Because like, like I said, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this movie. I'm leaning more towards I didn't like it. But I'm like, I'm glad I, I am glad I saw it. Like, even though it mm-hmm. felt like a waste of time at the time, mm-hmm. thinking back, I'm like, no, I'm glad I saw it. Because I did, I do think it's worth checking out just for the filmmaking standpoint and for the acting. Like I am glad I saw Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I would, I would recommend it. Just be prepared for what you're getting into. I guess I should say. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best way. Yes. Recommend the lighthouse, but be prepared. Best way to describe that. <laughs> uh, but that's our, you know what? I'm happy that if nothing else, even if we both didn't like the choices, I'm glad that we were both happy that yeah. we watch these movies. Yeah, it, it, I think we both have checked some things off of our list and have maybe gotten a little bit more comfortable with genres that we weren't fans of previously, or maybe mm-hmm. this will help us want to check out certain movies in the future that we wouldn't have otherwise. Oh yeah, I'm I'm good for that gore now. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Let's give me go. give me those recommendations. <laughs> You think you can phase me? I sat through the Green Inferno. Oh, don't say it because, you know, people will be like, oh, really? Oh, really? Well, have you checked out the horror movie Iceberg where <laughs> and gotten to level five? And it's like, no. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> We're not going to do that on here. Uh, but, but we did that. Mm-hmm. But there's still a little bit more. It's still a little bit more because Erica has crafted a game for us, homies. <laughs> Um, that I have been given very limited information on. Which I often present games like that where it's just like I tell you nothing besides the basic, maybe what the game is about, or I tell mm-hmm. you to not do things mm-hmm. so that I can craft, be, said game. craft the game. <laughs> so yeah, today as a um, game I'm very excited about because as I alluded to earlier, It's fun to go back and listen to some of our old episodes and kind of listen to the conversations that we get into based on the various movies. So I thought that it would be cool to go back and just pick out random clips 
from random episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> I wanted to see if you, from hearing the clip and hearing what we're saying in it, would be able to guess what episode it's from. So there's a chance for, for each clip, there's a chance for you to get two points. If okay. you can guess the episode without any hints, you get mm -hmm. the full two points. If you need a hint and you still guess it, you'll get one point. Okay. So there's a possibility for two points in every clip. And yeah, like I said, I've randomly gone back through all of our previous 99 episodes <laughs> and chosen clips from anywhere in the episode and pulled them out of context. So I have the the utmost faith in you and your memory. Oh, oh. why do you, <laughs> I, do, why do you have that? I think you're going to come through solid for us, but yeah. I just think that it's beautifully ironic that we're celebrating <laughs> our 100th episode with Roshane doing trivia, yeah. and we definitely have a history with Roshane doing trivia. <laughs> but here's the thing, dude. This is trivia about us. Like, this is us. <laughs> That's even worse. I don't remember what I said last week. I don't know. Eric. <laughs> I don't, matter of fact, I don't remember what I said two days ago. <laughs> I don't even remember 50 episodes back. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I, I think you're going to do better than you think you are. Obviously, I tried not to make them like crazy hard because mm -hmm. I still want you to have a chance. <laughs> um, so yeah, homies, please feel free to play along with us if you um, have listened to a good amount of our episodes, then please also guess along and let us know what you score. I would love to know how many points you guys get as well because I am sure that there are some of you out there that honestly do have a better memory uh, of our of our episodes than Roshane probably does. Oh, I can assure it, but <laughs> I'm going to fight back regardless. Oh, yeah. You got this. You got this. Time for that long-awaited trivia redemption arc. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so I did start off what I think is going to be easy. I think this will be a nice, easy start for you. Mm, so, okay. We've little, been here before, but I'm down. little softball do for, for the first clip. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Okay. I don't know. I feel like the he's devil like, would just be like, yeah, I'm down. Like, let's make a deal. He's, like, <laughs> he's just sitting on his couch reading a magazine. He's like, uh, I don't know. Uh, give me three kids. I'll give you yeah, kids some yeah. scam. He's like, fuck, I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> y'all got that's some kids weird, up there? That's a weird ass question, bro. I'm, no one's ever asked yeah. me for skin before. Yeah, he's okay. like, skin? <laughs> like skin? And he's like, yeah, like my daughter needs some skin. And he's like, fuck, I don't know, dude. Like, I guess three three kids? I don't know. Their bones. Make some some puppets out of their skin. I don't know. Do a show. Put a little show on it. I'll, I'll give your daughter some skin. Then afterwards, so, he was like, oh, fuck, you did it. Yeah, he's sure. like, oh, my God. He's like, like, damn, okay. those puppets are nice, but Jesus. He's like, the dad's like snapping their necks, and the devil's like, oh, God damn. <laughs> well... Uh. Okay. Also, Skin. if you need to, if you need to, mm -hmm. I I know that ninety nine is a lot of episodes. If you need to, like, have our episode pulled bad, up bad, in front bad, of bad. you, feel free. No. I do not consider that cheating at all. Okay. Uh, let me let me see though. All right, we're talking about we're talking about skin. <laughs> we're talking about packs with the devil, and we're talking about kids with skin. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. 
Is this... Was that from our Empedagor episode? Hey, ding, ding, ding. Let's fucking Let's go. go. All right. We're on the board, baby. <laughs> we're on the board. We're on the board. <laughs> Very good. Yes, that was from our Empedagor episode where we are talking about how deals get made with the devil. <laughs> I, you know what? I got to be real. If we didn't say kids anywhere in there, I don't think I would have got it. Really? Yeah, because... Look, people be getting skinned in horror movies all the time, okay? Wow, okay. And Pentagor wasn't the first time we've seen somebody be skinned now. Okay, now I'm worried because I honestly thought that was like the easiest (laughs) easiest (laughs) clip out of all of them. Oh, you should have known better, Erica. (laughs) But come on, we're on the board, baby. We got momentum. Good job. Okay, you ready for the next one? Let's do it. Okay. And this is a trope. In movies that I've never understood because it's so forced, it always feels so fake. And it's the thing where you go up to the door and you knock, like you knock hard mm-hmm. enough that someone would hear you. Nobody answers. You say, Hey, is anybody home? Nobody answers. And then you proceed to let yourself into the house just to be like, are you sure nobody's here? <laughs> like who nobody's actually fucking home. does this? Yeah, I'm like, why would he, like he lets himself in despite the fact that he's knocked like five times, mm-hmm. lets himself into the house just so he can walk through the front door and oh, now he's in the house. And you would have been fine, dude, if you would have <laughs> just knocked like a regular human being and accepted the fact that nobody was home. And he says something like, their car's here, but nobody's home. Have you ever heard of going for a walk? <laughs> Why do they need to take their car with them? Like, I just, it, it was, it was just, that's what I mean when I say, yeah, why did I, you need to go to the house? Oh, that's a harder one. <laughs> that is definitely a harder one. Uh, oh, you know, what's funny is I like have a faint memory of that conversation. Yeah. though. Like I remember talking about that, but not what movie we were talking about. <laughs> That is hard. <laughs> that is so. You want to know why that one is hard? Hmm. Because it happens so often. <laughs> that specific thing happens in so many movies that it's kind of hard to whittle it down. Do now, want... we know we're talking about a dude. Mm-hmm. So, so I know we're talking about a dude walking in somewhere he shouldn't be, mm-hmm. knocking and doing the, the typical horror movie moves you're not supposed to do. And I'm sure they have to deal with something afterwards. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Okay, I have no idea, but I'm going to throw one out before I ask for my clue. Okay. Is it from our Shining episode? No, that is a very good guess, though. <sighs> okay. All I'm right. not going to lie to you. I th- I did throw this one in because it could have multiple, <laughs> it could have multiple <laughs> ones. But I will say there is a specific thing in this clip that should help lead you to the movie do you want okay. do you want a little hint i can give yes. i can actually give you a hint that won't i won't let this affect your score no 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 no. i think if i take a hint i should take i should take a ding if okay. we're gonna play this game i want to play it fairly so that the homies can judge whether or not they know better than i do i want i want the official count i okay. don't want any cheatsies okay the context of the clip mm-hmm. we are talking about a realtor Mm-hmm. Who goes into a house mm-hmm. and something curses him when he enters the house. Ah, okay. Oh, um, is it not the ring? No, not the ring. Um, 
You, ah, yeah, I'm right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, think uh, about think about when we would have covered this. This hurts. This hurts because I know, <laughs> I don't want to give this one up because I know it. You know I, it. I know I, you. Do. I, I, I like know see it. it on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> the grudge. The yes, grudge. Yes. The grudge. The grudge. I knew- dude i knew it was ring adjacent like when i said the ring i was yeah. like it's not it's ring adjacent i know it. yeah when you said the ring i was like oh that was really close but yes <laughs> the grudge and of course we were talking about when john cho's character decides to enter the house unnecessarily and gets mm-hmm. himself cursed <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, we use we use the hint on that one. I yes. will be the first to say that these are already getting progressively harder. We did use the hint, so you did only get one point on that. But hey, one is better than none. One is better than none. And you know what? I'm. It's all good. We're refreshed. <laughs> Hit me with number three. Let's do it. All righty. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I actually wrote down that they really dropped the entire exposition for this movie during that opening sequence, which was like really smart. It was a a really good uh, filmmaking move Mm -hmm. because you're right. We got so much information um, during the little tidbits just from seeing her, you know, doing her thing on like a daily basis. Yeah, it's really effective. Um, So I I appreciated that. But then the, the musical scores when they did come in were intense, like Everything was so nice, and all of a sudden it was like, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> I was like, What the fuck? What happened? She was like buying a hot dog when it happened. I was like, I mean, is the meat bad? I will say, okay. this is one of the harder ones. Fair. I, and I will say, the hot dog threw me all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what episode I thought we were talking about, but the moment the you dog. said, Bitten to a hot dog, I said, Oh. Yeah, and I actually had I actually had a different clip that I had chosen for this episode that I thought was going to be way too easy. So I switched to this one. Okay. All right. I'll throw out my first guess here. Okay. Just to test the waters. Mm -hmm. Are we talking about the haunt episode? We are not. Okay. All right. Hold on. on. Let me let me think about it. (laughs) I'll do one more before I ask for my lifeline. Okay. Are we talking about antebellum? We are not, but that Oof. was also a good. That was also a good guess. Oof. Okay. All right. We're gonna have to take that lifeline. Okay. So I'm actually gonna tell you what the clip I almost gave you was. Okay. The clip from this movie that I almost gave you was the two of us discussing a baby Jeff Goldblum wearing a button-down shirt in this movie. Yeah, we're talking about the Sentinel. <laughs> we are we're talking, talking about, about the Sentinel. Sentinel. <laughs> we are. Oh, I would have gotten that easy that's why, with that's that why clip. That's why I was like, that's way too easy because we're talking about how his shirt's unbuttoned and stuff. Yeah. We are talking about the Sentinel, which is why I said the exposition might throw you off because it's that like music, that Mary Tyler yeah. Moore opening is what we're talking about in that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that opening sequence. I yeah. remember. I remember. <laughs> Very good. Okay. 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 All right. We're we're so far a okay with the score so far. Mm-hmm. I think you're killing it so far. No, no L's yet. Very no good. No, uh, we're gonna knock on wood well, real quick because that's, that's uh, a fact. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit me with the next one. Let's go. Okay. But 
I just when I was younger, I used to make like escape plans for myself just in case anybody broke into our house while like I was mm-hmm. home alone. Um, and I had multiple weapons that I had set up around my house just in case. So I had a baseball bat in my room. I had a very there's like a very heavy trophy in my sister's room that I thought if I got stuck in there, I could use. But then in my bathroom, I thought that I would hide in my bathroom, lock the door. And while the door was locked, I'd heat the curling iron up. So if they broke into the bathroom, I just whack them with the curling iron. So see, Erica's ready. I said, just in case you're wondering, Erica ain't playing no games. She will whoop your ass in a second. And she's got that shit planned out. I got to unlock. I don't want to say that, like, I'm a professional, but I've been (laughs) trained since birth for these moments. But she's got a very special set of skills. Very specific (laughs) set of skills. And I'm not afraid to use them. (laughs) I see some recognition on your face. A little bit. You got this one. One, I love that clip. That was a great clip. <laughs> and two, when the clip started and you're talking about defending the place, I was leaning towards our don't breathe episode, mm-hmm. but I know that's not what it is mm-hmm. because you said the words curling iron and I know damn well Erica and I are talking about sleepaway camp. No! You're so, you're so close. Oh, you're so close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. That threw me you're, for a loop because I was very, I was very you sure. You were very sure. You're going down a good path, sure. though. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a okay because if it's not sleepaway camp, uh-huh. you're not talking about sleepaway camp. Are you talking about unfriended? Oh, you know I'm talking about Unfriended. Oh, yeah. Very let's good. Go. Very good. Yes. Let's go. So, I have to go through my entire catalog <laughs> yes. of curling iron death, mm-hmm. but I found it. <laughs> Very good. Yes. And it's funny because I actually mentioned in the Unfriended episode, I said, although my favorite death, curling iron death, is sleepaway camp, <laughs> this is a good second, is what I said in the episode. <laughs> Very good. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. When when Erica shot me down, I started <laughs> sweating. I started sweating. And I knew I was like, as soon as he if if he latches onto that, he is gonna go one of two ways. He's either gonna go straight <laughs> for sleepaway camp or he's gonna think of unfriended. But uh-huh. I was like, it's kind of a that's the only thing in the clip that really like ties. Yeah, that really episode. tells you what it is. <laughs> These are these are great clips, by the way. Thank so far, where we we're four in or five in four. We are four in. Mm-hmm. We're four in, four in. These clips are fantastic. Thank you so much. Okay, let's get into the next one, Dean. But there, at some point, I think the infection got so bad that it kind of <laughs> took me out. Right. That no one was calling it out. It's like, okay, for, for people that he doesn't know, like strangers, it makes a lot of sense that, all right, they won't necessarily say something about this man's jerky style hand because um, they don't know him. Maybe that's how his hand mm-hmm. just looks. But the length of time with which no one calls him out for the fact that you need to go to a hospital immediately took me out of the film a little bit. All right. This was a, this was a tricky clip mm-hmm. because... We're hearing me talk about a con 
for a movie that I'm pretty sure I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. But Erica, are we talking about the newest Candyman movie? We are talking about the newest Candyman movie. And Let's Anth- go, baby. And Anthony's <laughs> rotting hand. <laughs> yep. That disgusting, disgusting Swiss cheese yes. looking hand of his. Yes. Specifically when he goes out to dinner with his girlfriend and all of her friends. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone's still able to eat with yeah, that just being around. Right. just kind of like, okay. <laughs> okay, good. all right. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Oh, maybe. We're halfway there. I might be able to do this clean sweep. We'll You're see. good. I'm very proud. All right. On to the next one. And the note I wrote is because it pans over her bed. And I was like, is that a mammy doll? sitting on her bed did you see that is it was there really no i am dead ass serious there is she has like a regular teddy bear and then Mm -hmm. sitting right next to her teddy bear is a mammy doll no fucking way promise you oh my god like i want to i want to see it i want to see and that's my thing is like this movie although fun I feel like it's like kind of problematic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. This one's a bit of a doozy. I'll give you that. That's a doozy. The worst part is I remember talking about that man at all. <laughs> now, the thing that's hard about this one is that mm-hmm. I'm the one who saw the mammy doll. So it's like yeah. all in, <laughs> all, everything you it's just like so you might not remember that part of the movie. Right. I do. So I recall it being like a young girl. So it's not it's not get out. It's not get out because uh, that's where my thought my thought initially was. Mm-hmm. But I know it's not that it's it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more subtle than that because it was in passing. I didn't notice it the first time. Yes. So, yeah. damn, I may have spoken too soon you know, <laughs> on this clean sweep. But let me think. Mammy doll. Mammy doll. Where was. <laughs> The mammy doll. <laughs> <laughs> was it the fourth kind? It was not. It was not. All right. That was a shot in the dark. I'm going to be real. It was a shot in the dark. <laughs> that was just a guess. Just a wild just, guess. Just a guess. Just a guess. You know what? Just, uh, we got to throw those out sometime. <laughs> Every once in a while. <laughs> Shit, dude. Okay. Oh, my God. Dude. All right. I need a clue. I need a clue. I can't I can't get it just raw. Okay. You're right. We are in a teenage girl's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And this movie focuses on someone that she loves mm-hmm. dying and coming back to life. If I was gonna guess And remember on- and remember what you said in the clip. You said this movie is fun, but it's problematic. Oh man, why can't I figure this one out? Why <laughs> the mammy doll? <laughs> the mammy doll. It's like this, I can see the bedroom you can too. See it. I bet I was me off. That. This is another one of those movies where I almost chose a different, a different clip, clip that would have probably been much easier. God damn it. I dude, I can't I can't think of it. Now I know this is wrong. But for the sake of just throwing an answer out there, is it Pet Cemetery? It is not. Damn it. All right. I'm going to have to take my first L. What okay. was it? 
I do just wanted to add, you won't get any points, but I just want to see if, if I tell you this, if you'll realize what it is. Okay. Her loved one dies because they get chased into a wild cat like rescue park and they get mauled to death by a lion. Oh, is this Tammy and the T-Rex? <laughs> God damn it. It's Tammy and the T Rex. I should have known. You know what? I should have known just based on how wacky of a premise that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, that one I will say was because the mammy doll is so insignificant to the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. But I just thought it was funny when I was re-listening to it because I was like, oh yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> fucking weird in this rant like in this otherwise silly movie (laughs) you know the worst part about taking the l there too is like i was on my toes for you to pick um like an earlier episode so i was like she's she's gotta pull from the early i gotta be ready for it (laughs) but it's been a hot second since tammy and the t-rex so you get me there it has been a hot second i will proudly take that l (laughs) all right you ready for the next one yeah, let's do it. Okay. Why? Where? Who? Maria, girl, baby, are you lost? <laughs> like, do you know what's going on? It just, it felt odd. Yeah, it just, it felt like it came out of nowhere. And it's not that, like, the circumstances didn't necessarily allude to that it could have been a thing. Like, I do get, like, once we get the reveal later on, it's like, I get it. But, like, we didn't really get to see any of that. So it just feels like it came out of yeah, nowhere. Because I, I, for sure, the entire movie only got vibes of, oh, like, they're like a family, right? Like, they're like a family who used to work together and don't see each other anymore. That's all I got from them the whole time. Yeah. So it's like that thing. Have you seen that thing on Instagram where it's like, uh, siblings are dating and you like see a picture of someone you have to guess if they're related or if they're dating uh-huh. that's what this felt like it <laughs> felt like a long game of siblings are dating and I thought they were siblings the whole time into the tall grass no no Oh, oh but, my gosh. okay wait hold on hold, 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 hold. So sure but that actually is a really good guess I actually wasn't because I, you know, I remember us having that conversation about them in the car. Oh, how they're um, weird. The brother and the sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, we've had that conversation yeah. multiple times but, in multiple episodes. But in that but, one, we knew they were siblings. This is a movie where I thought they were siblings, but they're mm-hmm. not. <laughs> Damn. All right. What other movie did we talk about? Maybe siblings dating. Was it, was it Army of the Dead? Yes. I was like, what other what other movie was there like ambiguous maybe sibling love? (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. That was a reach. That one was a reach. That you had me. You had me. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know either because you said Maria and I was like, who Maria Maria. who? Very nice. Okay. 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 All right. We We're still in there. Mm-hmm. We're, we we took we took a little bump on the road, but we still in there. Are we coming through? It's cool. That ha- we get those every once in a while. <laughs> All right. On to the next one. They walk through a kitchen, and they see a bunch of food, and they're like, "Oh my god, this looks so good. Maybe we can take some home." And they like have a little laugh about it, and they keep it moving. So then Alice when. 
or not fucking Alice, uh, uh, Leo, when Leo was running around later on, <laughs> she looks in the kitchen and all of the food is like cardboard and fake. But I was like, why did that ham look like it was dripping earlier? Mm-hmm. It looked juicy and like fresh out of the oven and it yeah. was hanging up. And now it's flat cardboard? Say word. <laughs> <laughs> some recognition on that face a little bit now i have not been too good today about the confident pics but i'm gonna confidently say that that clip is from our cadaver episode you would be correct sir you're damn right it's cadaver. I got a bad memory but i remember cardboard food <laughs> that's an off, that's an off offense to everybody <laughs> it is cadaver you right you right all right Mm-hmm. We, we 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 in there we in there we're warmed up baby yeah we in there you doing it you 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 just needed a little warm-up couple warm-ups <laughs> all right on to the next one the dog <laughs> let's talk about the dog <laughs> am i terrible because i can't not laugh okay to be fair to be fair no 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 because <laughs> Because I, I, the gasp, I gasped (laughs) when that happened. I was speechless. (laughs) I went, oh, I was watching it and I just sat there for a minute staring at the screen. All right. I saw once again, you look like you know this one. You are correct. There is some recognition here because I am, again, quite confident that this is our Vampire in Brooklyn episode. And you were right. The confidence (laughs) was in the right place. Because, yes, that is our Vampire in Brooklyn episode where we talk about the exploding dog. It doesn't even explode. Mm -hmm. It, like, rockets into the sky. (laughs) It just goes into the sky like a goddamn spaceship. But it it left a mark. That clip lives in my brain <laughs> rent-free. <laughs> that's probably that's probably the easiest one so far, just because that clip replays on... On a loop. <laughs> All right. Well, you have two more clips. Okay. And, and only one L so far. And only one L. So let's keep it up. Let's keep it yeah. up. It was... It was... <laughs> It was the visual representation of they really had us in the first half, though, because I so believe we both. There's a brief moment when you're like, oh, shit, Smith is good. Smith Mm -hmm. is okay. He's going to make it. We all feared for him. He's doing some stupid shit trying to take pictures of this alien right now. But he's so drunk. He might be good. He might be good. And the way that they punted Smith out of existence, I haven't laughed that hard at a horror movie in oh fucking years. <laughs> All right, well, based on that slur alone, that's got to be our Grabbers episode. <laughs> no, that was an easy one, but I had to. I was like, I have to put that clip in because I still think that moment is so funny like top 10 moments i've seen on a screen to this day and i was like okay this is gonna be an easy one because a yeah we sell drug b we mentioned that someone gets 
like flicked into the sky by <laughs> an alien. But I was like, I can't not. I it's can't just, not. It's just that's too a good. classic. That's just that's like a classic. Top ten homie moment. So I had to put it in there. <laughs> okay, we made it. All right, we are getting into our very last clip. You feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. All right. I think we got this. All right. Let's go ahead and do it then. Um, we do get the great. Uh, my last note is literally just the boy with an exclamation point. <laughs> oh, wait, the boy. if you didn't find the boy, the boy, then he's not. He's still up. He's still there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. That's a, that's a good last one. That's a good last one. It's ambiguous, mm -hmm. but I do remember the conversation. I just mm -hmm. don't remember what it was about. <laughs> Other than clearly the boy. <laughs> oh, damn. That's a that's a good last one. That's hard. That's hard. Mm -hmm. um, damn, damn, <laughs> damn. It's like, where were they? What fucking movie was this? Oh, all right. Now, we don't sound drunk, but it wouldn't be our eight legged freaks episode, would it? It would not. Okay. I didn't think so. We sounded a little too sober for that. <laughs> All right. And it's definitely not Hellraiser, right? It is not. Fuck. All right. Give me the hint. Lifeline me. In this clip, we are mm -hmm. talking about a huge jump scare moment within the film. Okay. That's a good hint. That's a good hint. <laughs> Gives enough, but not too much. A huge jump scare moment. I just, I, I really can't think of it. <laughs> All right. All right. You tapping out? Okay. What What was it? <laughs> let me tell. Let me do this again. You won't get any okay. points, but this is a huge jump scare moment, not only for the film, but for horror history. But for horror history? Really? Yes. And think the boy. I don't know, dude. What is it? Friday the 13th. No! <laughs> you were talking. You're, you're talking about the part They're where talking she... talking about Jason. Yeah, the... No! <laughs> the part where she's in the hospital and she says, if, yep. if he's still out there. <laughs> the boy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. I'm honestly not even mad. That was like a good clip. <laughs> A good clue, and that's just kind of on me. Uh, but that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> All right. Let me go ahead and tally it up and see how you did. I will say m majority of these, double points, full points. So very Let's good. Let's go. <laughs> Shout out to everybody out there with goldfish memory. You could do it too. Believe All in yourself. righty. Your final tally, sir. Yes. Coming in hot. Yes. We got. 16 points out of out of how many 16 points out of a possible 22 let's go let's go <laughs> <laughs> very, very nice i'm i'm proud of that I, i'm actually very proud of that hey i think that's pretty good and you got uh, you only missed two that you were like okay yeah i can't even get these mm -hmm. you got way more of them without asking for any hints than mm -hmm. I was expecting. And I am very proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? 
As somebody who has passed many a class with a C, I am A-OK passing <laughs> this trivia with a C as well. <laughs> now I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. That was that was a lot of fun uh, and very nostalgic to go back mm-hmm. and hear us talk about movies from ages ago. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a ton of fun going through and finding those clips. It was really, really cool to go back and just listen to some of our wacky conversations that we've had about different movies mm-hmm. and homies if you guys had a fun time playing along and you would like me to do this again in some capacity i would be more than happy to so let me know your thoughts and also like i said let me know your scores because <laughs> i would be i'm really interested in knowing how how every because it's weird because sometimes when i would go back and listen to episodes like i would think of the clip before I like found it or something. Mm-hmm. So I am interested to know like how everybody else kind of, if anybody else got that like brain blast while immediately. Back to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause you did, you got that for some of them too. Yeah. There were a couple of them where I knew instantaneously, but it's also like when you say, when you hear something that you mm-hmm. know, you've said in the past, it, it triggers something in the brain. Um, but I'm excited to know if there's any homies out there that can get a perfect score. Yes. Cause that would, that would blow my mind. If yeah. anybody out there is able to get all of those correct, please let us know because you, mm-hmm. you are a true homie for real, for yeah, real. Yeah, for real, for real. And honestly, too, if you guys ever wanted to see the reverse of this, maybe have Roshane pick out some clips and have me try to guess, I would also be down for that. Um, so, yeah. Oh, it's it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Don't you worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. But... I hope you guys enjoyed the game. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and celebrating our 100th episode with us today. Thanks for being around, homies. Like I said, we appreciate you guys. We love hanging out with you guys. And here's to 100 more. Thank you guys so, so much. Uh, Seriously, this podcast would not be anything without all of you guys listening and you guys mean the world to us seriously Mm -hmm. so thank you again for listening to this episode and any of our past hundred episodes that you have listened to up until now we really do appreciate you for that yes we do and we hope you enjoyed our little quick look back at some of our past but looking towards the future if you want to come talk to us tell us what you scored on the game then you can find us on our social media we are homies of horror on everything and like i said we'll have the link for our merch shop in our social media bios as well you can also talk to us on discord our discord link is also in our social media bios we hang out with the homies there and we are super excited to celebrate with all of the people that are already in our discord uh come Well, probably this whole week, to be honest. We'll probably be celebrating all week. But yeah, (laughs) hopefully we'll see you in the Discord. You can also email us. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. Also, it is Monday. And yeah, like I said, we're going to be celebrating tonight on uh, on Twitch, actually. We're going to be celebrating on Twitch tonight. We've got some fun things in mind specifically for our 100th episode celebration. So if you guys want to come through and say what's up, then please come through tonight on Twitch. The link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do so on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Seriously, like, if you guys wanted to do it, and just let us know. Like, 
join in the excitement. Let us know what's up. Let us know how you're feeling. I, I would be very happy to see that. <laughs> um, so if you haven't done so yet and you would like to, then head over to Apple to do both a rating or a review or head over to Spotify and click the stars underneath our name to rate us. But that's it, homies. We're feeling the love. We're feeling good. We're feeling feisty. And we're excited to keep this feeling going all year long. So we hope that you guys have enjoyed today's episode. And we look forward to the next all of them. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.